What up, party people? You're listening to the Drunk Sports Podcast with Big Red and Indy Cartem. Talking sports, current events, guy stuff, and everything in between. Now open up a cold one and drink along, because here they are, Lance and Tim. Gentlemen. You can buy me a drink. <laughs> We're all drunk. Absolutely. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Drunk Sports Podcast. I am IndyCar Tim, along with my favorite co-host in the whole world. I'm still Big Red. Mr. Big Red. Oh, I can't do that right now. It won't, it won't change until it's over. I got to fix that. I'll have to work on that. Big Red. Big Red. Big Red. Big How's that? Red. We'll work it out that way. And we are coming to you live from Studio 69 at Casa Not So Grande, as always. And we are in the cool, air-conditioned confines of Studio 69 at Casa Not So Grande. And, baby, this is week one of the NFL. We have all of the NFL to get to. Uh, We've got the Cowboys, Giants. Uh, We have some apologies and corrections because I'm an idiot and I don't know college football, apparently. Uh, We have the top NFL quarterbacks as rated by NFL.com going into week one, and there's some surprises there. Uh, We're going to review week one, um, the games that have happened so far, because we are broadcasting live at 8 o'clock on Sunday night, so we're watching New England-Pittsburgh on NBC right now. Uh, We also have the top five reasons the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl and the top five reasons they won't. Uh, so lots of sports stuff going on, but Big Red, the big news of the week before week one even started uh, was the um, signing of Zeke Elliott to the Dallas Cowboys. He signed his extension, and it's a team-friendly extension in my belief. And we were, we were lucky enough, Wednesday when this went down, we were lucky enough to have one Mike Fisher uh, give me a call, and he wanted to come on and talk about it a little bit. So we set up an interview that night. We did it on the phone. We pre-recorded it. Because we, yeah, we wanted a reaction like immediately after this went down. We didn't want to wait until, you know, six days, five days, whatever, later, and then get into it. This was... This was the day it happened, and, and he wanted to come on and talk to us, so we set up the phone interview, and you and I sat in, and we talked a little bit to Mike Fisher. And uh, Mike Fisher from 105.3 The Fan from CowboysSI.com, as you will hear in the recording. And we're going to go ahead and get into that right now because that is some big news. We appreciate Mike coming on. This is kind of how it went. And Lance, joining us on the phone right now, we've got the great Mike Fisher from 105.3 The Fan and from CowboysSI.com. He's Fish, how are you doing tonight? Well, what a uh, what a busy week this has been, and with a Cowboys game on Sunday, I guess it's just beginning. Well, it was perfect timing, and we we certainly appreciate you popping on here with us. Of course, today it was announced that the Cowboys uh, reached an agreement with Zeke, ending his forty day holdout, uh, and that the de- the details that I have of that is a six year, ninety million dollar extension, making Zeke the highest paid back in the NFL. $50 million of that is guaranteed, uh, which is also the highest for a running back. And in all of that, a $7.5 million signing bonus. 
yeah. was included. Now that's, one, now, that's one way of looking at it. Okay. Another way of looking at it is that it, it's so escapable that it's actually four years and $50 million. I heard Kavanaugh allude to that a little bit today, yeah. Yeah, and then the Cowboys can say goodbye to, to it after that. So, and so in, in, in a way, you know, everybody likes to go, you know, who won? Which, which side won? Zeke wanted some guaranteed money, and he wanted a bunch of commas and zeros, and so did the agent. So $103 million for eight years, that's, that's a bunch of commas and zeros. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't want to play for $3.8 million this year. So, you know, he certainly wanted to get up into the girly range. Well, this contract, it doesn't get to Gurley's $14 million. Uh, and, and it really, in a lot of ways, is just a four-year contract. So in that sense, both sides won. Uh, Cowboy fans need to recognize eight-year contract. Zeke's 24 years old. Don't, don't misunderstand this to think that the Cowboys are going to be paying a running back when he's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works at all. The Cowboys know what they're doing when it comes to the salary cap. So it sounds like you're saying this is both – because that was one of my questions for you. It sounds like this is both a team-friendly deal and a Zeke-friendly deal. As long as you come to grips with the fact that he wasn't going to play for $3.8 Because really team-friendly would have been, listen, kid, you got two years left in your contract. Well, play out your contract. Now, that would have been team-friendly. But once, once the Cowboys bent, and really since the, the DeMarco Murray situation, they bent four times. Because you remember the original policy, um, as we reported on the fan at the time, the Cowboys, not Jerry and not the coaching staff, but um, the research people came up with the idea that heavy lifting star running backs fall off a cliff, not at 30, like we used to think when we grew up, right? Mm -hmm. Age 27. So we're not going to pay DeMarco Murray. Boys, that was tough. That was a a beloved player in the locker room and a defending NFL rushing champion. And, and they said goodbye to him. Um, then they said, well, we can still draft a running back. We'll just wear him out. And we'll have him play four or five years until he treads off his tires. That was stage two of this. That was Zeke. Stage three is, oh, okay, I guess we'll renegotiate with you if you want to. But we're certainly never going to pay you like Todd Gurley. Stage four, in some ways, they are paying him like Todd Gurley. So the Cowboys have come a long way here. That's, that's Zeke's win. Well, it sounds like Zeke's happy. It sounds like the Cowboys are happy, and it, it certainly sounds like Cowboys fans are happy. Just looking at social media today, um, you know, it's it's fifteen million a year for a running back. I know I, I've heard some people saying that's way too much. I've also heard, well, you know, it really breaks down to a little over twelve million a year for a for a running back, which is a lot more reasonable, I think. Um, but the overall result is the deal's done. Zeke's back on the team. He's in camp. He's going to be ready for game one. Uh, do we have an idea of what kind of workload he is going to be pre- prepared for and what kind of workload the Cowboys are going to expect from him on Sunday? Yeah, and he's talking about playing in week one like it's, like it's normal. And I can tell you that the coaching staff and the training staff isn't there yet. They're, 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 going, to, they're going to need to see more. And um, right now I think the idea is that, that he would share the load now, as the week goes on, maybe he'll convince them that, that he's fully ready. And then, guys, let's be realistic. We're in the game. It's the fourth quarter. It's a close game. You want to put Zeke Elliott in or you want to put Tony Pollard in? I'll take Zeke. <laughs> take Zeke so, for the win. At that point, and, and that's why 
you know, this talk about how many snaps he's going to get. It's, it's premature. We, we, we don't know yet. They don't know yet. And we're going to get to the game. And it's not like we're going to go, oh, I'm sorry. He already had 25 touches. It's the fourth quarter. It's fourth and goal from the one. Sorry, you already 20, 25 touches. This would be 26. That's going to be too many. We can't do that. And so they'll, they'll play it by ear, but they'll play it a lot depending on does Thursday go well, does Friday go well. And then there's the fact that you're playing a Giants team that you're already favored by seven by before Ezekiel Elliott rolled into town. That Boy, if, if you're a Cowboy fan, you really have to have confidence here. There's every reason to believe Dallas is going to crush the Giants this weekend. Well, we certainly hope so. Now, we've been hearing about this so-called new offense by Kellen Moore. Uh, I've, I've read and I believe this is a new offense. My partner disagrees and says it's going to be the same old offense that Jason ran. Just presented a different way. But uh, he hasn't been here for camp. He hasn't been here for practice. Is that going to handicap him at all for, for the game plan going into Sunday? You know, I think his football IQ is really high. And... Um, I, you know, he was here for minicamp and OTAs when they were installing all this. Um, the, the, your, your debate about whether or not it's a new offense is a fun one. Um, the plays are the same. But but what do they look like? That That's what's going to be different. Right. This team is still going to run. I mean, this is still a run-first offense it, and, and should be. Um you know, X, X is still X, and and Z is still Z, and the, the tight end still Y, and that kind of stuff doesn't change. But do they do pre-snap deception? Do they do pre-snap motion? They did a lot. Of, they did it at training camp, and we saw it on a couple first-team drives. We just saw a glimpse of it in the preseason game. So I think it'll be the same offense, looking a little bit different. And that's very much what the Rams do, and that's 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 the idea here. We're we're borrowing from the Rams. Um, we're we're not running triple reverses, and we're not running Statue of Liberties, and we're not running halfback passes. Uh, it's not that. It's it's a little bit different flavor of a basic offense. Okay, so fish, I, I can't imagine that uh, that locker room didn't. Whenever they walked in this morning, didn't walk in. Oh, a man. Bit, a little bit taller, a little bit prouder, a little bit more puffed up, and a whole lot more ready for this season. Yeah. Um, you could feel it in the building. Oh. And you could feel it on the practice field when we went out there. And you could feel it in the locker room. And well, my interactions with Zeke, and then certainly, obviously, his teammates' interactions, it was a buoyant experience. Now, that's, that's Jerry's new uh, saying, right? That, well, you know. Uh, high tide lifts all boats, right? Right. Uh, and and it's you know, and Jerry now he says it in every interview. I don't know where he read it or where he picked it up. I I, I don't know if he was reading Moby Dick. I don't know where he came up with it. Uh, but it applied to Ezekiel Elliott today. The the building got lifted today because Ezekiel Elliott was in the house. Well, I know we're excited. I know the fans are excited. And the I guess the last thing I've got for you is now that all this is said and done. Why on earth could this not have been done before camp? Why was game one of the season this this big uh, deadline? And why wasn't day one of camp the deadline? Yeah, it absolutely – this exact same deal absolutely could have been done. Um, the, the, I guess the, the one part – I do really think that Rocky Arsenault wasn't fully grasping what the Cowboys were trying to tell him about the 30% rule. Right. Um, and I don't mean to say that Rocky Arsenal isn't outstanding what he does. I'm sure he is. But it seems like he had this one hole in his game 
And my understanding is the Cowboy negotiating team, not Jerry and Steven, but their midnight hour lieutenants, were trying to tell Rocky and Zeke, listen, we can't, we can't give you 10 million this year and 1 million next year, or 10 million next year and 1 million this year. The 30% rule means that the increases have to be no more than 30%. And that's why it ended up being such a long-term deal. That's how you put so much money into a deal when it has those kind of raises. That, that's just the rules. Um, but four years and $50 million, yes, they could have done that a long time ago. But you guys have heard my Isaac Holt story, right? right. I told you this, haven't I? Yep. Deadlines make deals. And you can have artificial deadlines and, and you can draw lines, lines in the sand. But the Tuesday before the first game, because that's a player's day off, so there's a lot of elbow room to get things done. That, that's a natural deadline kind of a day. Ironically, uh, as we learned late Tuesday night, Jerry wasn't involved in the negotiations, and I don't think Stephen was here either. They were Steven in New York, right? They were in New York, and somebody told me it was 10 p.m. on Tuesday night. I was told it's not going to get done tonight. And uh, at, at that same time, we were learning that the Joneses were in New York to go ring the opening bell uh, on Wall Street at the New York Stock Exchange, to which I think some Cowboy fans are going, Jerry, how could you possibly be there? when we're doing this here. Um, But the Joneses do things the way the Joneses want to do. uh, And and in terms of finances, it certainly works out. In terms of winning football games, it's working out too. They just need to win, you know, that one or two more football games now at the end of the year that makes everything okay. Sounds like maybe Jerry and Steven knew something we didn't last night on their way to New York. But <laughs> uh, so, so then all of this said and done again, what, what's pre- going to prevent Zeke from doing this again in three years coming into that fourth year of his, of his contract then? Yeah, nothing. And what's to present Jalen Smith or Lyle Collins uh, or anybody else from doing that? You know, by and large, though, they, they think they've assembled a team of guys that gets it and likes to be together. And, and that um, believes in the America's team thing and, and, and the benefits of it. And so, you know, Ty, um, Tyron Smith signed that deal all those years ago, and he never did it. And Travis Frederick signed his deal, and he never did it. And Zach Martin signed his deal, and he never did it. So hopefully uh, a deal is a deal. And I know there's a lot of people on the player's side, and I'm on the player's side too. I want them to all make a trillion dollars. They literally risk their life at their job. Um, I, I, I want I want soldiers and cops and firemen and, and football players to make a trillion dollars and to have uh, lifelong insurance policies. I really do. Um, but this CBA is set up so the owners own and the players work for the owners. And if the NFLPA doesn't like that, well, guess what? The CBA is about to expire. You can go do something to change it. And we're all curious to see how that new CBA works out. We've got Mike Fisher from 105.3 The Fan and CowboysSI.com. Mike, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. We'll let you get back to dinner, and we'll be looking forward to your next fish report there on The Fan. Well, you know what I think of you boys. Um, you're, you're, you're great friends of The Fan, but you, you do a heck of a job uh, in your own right, too. So it's always fun to hang out with you guys. Well, we appreciate you. Thank we'll you talk so to you much. down the road. All right, boys. Thank you. Good night. And there he goes, Mr. Mike Fisher from 105.3 The Fan. We appreciate him jumping on with us again. That was recorded Wednesday night, not long after this deal went down live and in person. 
Uh, and we appreciate him popping on with us and discussing some of the details and making sense of this. And Lance, the, you know, he he described it, and I heard Kavanaugh do it that same day on the air uh, on the fan, and he described it more as a four-year, $50 million deal. We know 50 of that's guaranteed. So yep. if this is really a four-year, $50 million deal, dude, I am ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it. I think it works out for the team, but still, I mean, I'm – Still a little chapped at the fact that the man still had two years left on a deal, and he didn't he didn't fulfill that. So no, man, and we all are, and that's that's crappy. And whether that came from you know, I don't know if he did that uh, on his own or if he went to his agent and said, "Man, I really want a new deal. We need to do this." Or if his agent said, "Hey, you deserve more money. You need to not play this year until they give you more money." We don't know the the details of that and how it went down, but either way. That that whole deal was crappy, and I, I honestly feel like Jerry was blindsided by this going into training camp when Zeke didn't show up. I, we, yeah, we we all saw it during the uh, the series on Amazon. Whenever it was, uh, what was it? Whatever, wasn't whatever it takes. What was it? Uh, oh yeah, the cow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I forget what it was called. I didn't watch it. <laughs> and whenever Zeke went through all the all the mess that he went through with the at the uh, St. Patrick's Day right. stuff yep. and, and showing the he, boobs, right? And he called he called Zeke into the office and he said, "You remember, I got your back." And that's why Jerry was so. And Jerry said, angry. And, and, "And and I'll need you to have mine." Right. He, I mean, he he told him, "You remember that I had your back." And, and what he's telling him was for this situation right here, you remember that I had your back, and he didn't. And I I I was, I was pretty flabbergasted that the that the number actually moved. I, I figured that uh, the Joneses had given them the number uh, that they were going to go, and that was going to be it. But, and, you know, I, I guess they they made the digits work right, and, and it worked out, you know, the best way it could for, for Zeke and the team. And Zeke got what he wanted. The team got somewhat of a, you know, cap-friendly deal, and – Zeke was today, and he was he was there, man. He, you know. No, and let's get into a little bit of that today. So, uh, of course, the Giants came to AT&T Stadium to meet the Cowboys in week one of your NFL season. And, yes, Zeke showed up. Um, 13 carries, 53 yards. His longest was a, was a 10-yard carry. He had a touchdown. That's an average of 4.1 per carry, which, you know, even if he went – through all of training camp, I, I'd have I'd have been ecstatic with that that figure on only 13 carries. However, I also feel that had he been here through all of training camp, he would not have been limited to only 13 carries. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been. But I mean, you know, the the way that Kellen had the had the offense drawn up today, which I I, I liked the way it looked. You know, it was a uh, it was different. It was. It was hot. I mean, it was they were, fun to watch. They were they were moving the ball. They were throwing the ball. And and how many how many different targets did Dak have today? I mean, it was. Well, it was, I can tell you right <laughs> now. I'm looking at the stats for the game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight different targets. Eight, eight different targets today. I mean, it's, that's awesome. I mean, you're spreading the ball around. They, nobody knows where the damn ball's going, and that's the difference. You know, you put a little disguise, put a little motion, put a little, you know. Change your play calling up a little bit, and, and, and things happen for the right reason. And, you know, Fish said, and, and I I think you believed this the whole time, and 
Fish kind of confirmed this on the interview just now. It might be the same offense. It's still Jason's offense. But Kellen is allowed to disguise the plays a little more, which, <laughs> which that's all we wanted. Lenahan right? did none of that. I mean, Isn't that just, all we wanted? Right. A little, I don't know, just disguise some some stuff. Because the, the whole thing going into, I mean, I don't know. For, how when, long has Jason been here? Ten? And I know years? we're not supposed to talk about my mom. But whenever my mom can call a play when they line up. I love your mom. So, I mean, there, there's – there's something there's something wrong with that. I mean, so you know, going in, man, I don't know how long ago did we hear this that uh, other teams made fun of Jason Garrett's offense because it was a high school offense and they all knew what was going to happen before the play happened. The defensive players would line up and tell the offensive players what yeah. was about to happen. Yeah, you're coming right here. You're coming right here. And they were hey, right. Yeah. So yeah, that predictableness is predictableness, predictability. You've been. You've been reading Moby Dick. Predictability. <laughs> Dude, that does not bode well for success of the an The Timptionary reaches out again. I feel like other people have said predictableness. <laughs> either way, either way, I don't even know how to say that word anymore. Uh, if you can disguise some of your movement, whether it's pre-snap shifts, whether it's running a guy in mode, whatever. If the defensive players do not know what you're about to do, that completely changes the success rate of your play. Well, of course it does. I mean, whatever the defense lines up and they're telling you where you're going to run, they know what to do. And unless your offense, unless your offense, your offensive line, everybody is part of your offense is 10 times better than the defense, uh, it's never going to make a damn yard. But and that's where we've been for the last, I don't know, what, 10 years. Oh lord. Everybody knew what was going to happen before it happened. Right. But Kellen Moore changed a little bit of that um, as well. He should have. Um, th- man, this offense looked fresh. This offense looked um, it looked ready. It looked prepared. This offense looked like they uh, it looked like they were having fun, like more than before. Like, Dude, I saw I saw more smiles in the huddle today during that game than than I've than I think I've ever seen. In the Garrett reign. So your final today was Dallas 35, Giants 17. And that 17, that last touchdown by the Giants was late in the game. Daniel Jones came into the game late, had his first NFL career pass. Who, by the way, I believe is the future of this team. Everybody made fun of that draft pick. We've discussed this before. And, and dude, I, Shit, I think we he's going to be good. I laughed at it. I didn't laugh, I know you man. did. I, I did. Called it. I did. Giants fans are going to love that, but we hope that it happens later I think than the, sooner. I think after watching him in the preseason, and, and yeah, he you know he fumbled the ball today and made a couple of dumb throws, but I think the kid's going to be good one day. So our stats for the game, and again, it was a make no mistake, uh, it might have been a what a 16, 18-point win by the Cowboys, but this was a dominating performance. And yes, it's the Giants' defense, and yes, it's it's the Giants. Cowboys were at home, yeah, but you know what? They don't historically play well at home, and they definitely don't play historically well against the Giants for whatever reason. Well, the Giants whipped their ass in game one of that stadium, and it just, I mean, it broke First game ever at AT AT&T Stadium. It broke my heart. When when, uh, Manning signed the wall in the tunnel after the game with the score. And I guarantee you that's still there. I hope it is. It needs to be. Um Ezekiel Elliott, of course, missing the preseason and missing camp, um, 13 I mentioned before, 13 carries, 53 yards, one touchdown. 
By the way, Tony Pollard, 13 carries. Same amount as Ezekiel Elliott. Uh-huh. 24 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. Well, but, I mean, at the same time, he was in there. He was in, in there in garbage time, and, and they knew the Giants knew that they were going to be running, so they loaded the box. And the dude got called for lowering his head, which I still think is one of the stupidest, sorriest call right there. It's one of the sorriest damn calls that you can make. The man is is running the damn ball, and he wants to, you know, he's he's trying to trying to run over somebody, and he can't lower his head. I mean, come on. That's one of the you know out of all these new roles that we I say new, but they've been going on for I don't know four or five years now. That's the biggest bullshit. Um, when you call that on an offensive player who's trying to gain more yards, he's about to get hit. You're supposed to lower your head. We're taught that in freaking Pee Wee. Yep. Lower your head. Yep. Hit the guy that's about to hit you. Hit him first. But now somehow people get concussions a whole lot easier than we used to in my day. Big red. Oh, big red. That's big red. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> eh? uh, and then something that we're not used to seeing that we all wanted to see for the last three years Dak Prescott had four carries for 12 yards. That's an average of three as long as it was an eight-yard carry. Dude, cut the guy loose. Let him run when he wants to run. Scott Linehan did not do that. He told him, sit in the pocket, throw the ball away. Don't change the play at the line of scrimmage. I don't care what defense you see. Run what I tell you to run, boy. Was he, was he perfect all day? It, it, <laughs> he did end up with a perfect passer rating. Perfect quarterback rating. uh, Yes, 32 attempts, 25 completions, 405 yards, by the way. And I am am 100% with Troy Aikman because Troy questioned it. How does a quarterback have a perfect rating with incomplete passes? That's a question that I have. But he he had a hell of a day, and I – well, I take back – well, I take back everything that I said uh, about him. You can't no, take back everything you I'm not, said. I'm not. No, I'm not going to take For back six everything. months. I'm not. Go, I'm not going to. But and he, we purposely he did not show, discuss this before the show. He showed me shit today that I haven't seen. Was he? Was he? Was he perfect on every pass? No. Was Who that? Is? Was was the was the first touchdown pass? A you know perfect spot? No, it was a little underthrown. But you know, oh, the one to Jarwin, he got to it. He threw it behind him. Yeah, it wasn't a good pass at all. No, but 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 it resulted in a touchdown. Made it happen, and uh, thank you. I love you. We have someone that's camera shy here, giving us beer, but we love her anyway. So yes, no, uh, Dax numbers, twenty-five of thirty-two, four hundred five yards, four touchdown passes, including a sixty-two yard um, completion. Gallup had a rating. hell of a fucking day, 158.3. Michael Gallup, your leading receiver on the team for the night. By the way, seven targets, seven catches. Dude, if you're Michael Gallup, if you're 158 a, yards. If you're in a fantasy league and nobody has picked up Gallup, if he's on your waiver wire, Did Didn't you pick him up like late? If it, no, I, I, no, I don't have him. No, I did. Yeah, you picked him up late, but it was late. <laughs> it's one of my – other leagues. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway, if if you if he's there, grab him because people are going to be doubling up well, on it's Cooper. Too late now, by the time they're hearing this, people are going to be doubling up on Cooper and Gallup is going to be. It, it's just it 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 throws back to the same old school days, the Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper. Yep. It throws back to that. 
They Michael feed Irvin off. Got a they, lot of his catches because of Alvin, Har- Alvin Harper on right. the side. So Alvin I mean, Harper. Harper. Alvin, Alvin Harper. Yeah, you got a sock in your mouth. I got a beer in my mouth. Oh uh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Cooper on the night, uh, nine targets, six catches, 106 yards. Longest was 45, and the touchdown. And by the way, newcomer. We discussed this a little bit before the show. Randall Cobb Randall comes Cobb. into this offense to replace the hated Cole Beasley. Who, by the way, Cole Beasley will hear this because we have friends that are friends with him, and I will make sure he hears this garbage and what a freaking idiot he is. Keeps talking he shit, stunk man. it up in Buffalo to, today. He kept talking shit. Buffalo won the game against the Jets, but, dude, he did not have a good day. He had numerous drops. Uh, including a batted ball that resulted in a pick six for the Jets. So, Cole Beasley, I hope you like it up there in December, you freaking idiot. But have fun. Have fun with them Bills. Randall Cobb today was targeted five times. So, he was four or five, 69 yards, and he had a touchdown. And, dude, he balled out today. Thank you, Arnie. He was all (laughs) over the place. I don't know who the Packers replaced Cobb with. But you're not going to get that production with nope. his replacement. I don't care nope. who you are. And I watched the freaking Packer game, uh, Packers and Bears Thursday. And he should be. I, I believe he is our number three quarterback now. Cobb is? Yep. Well, he should be. He is. I mean, I, He's going to kick. He <laughs> so, <laughs> so, worst case scenario, we got Randall Cobb at quarterback and Jeff Heath kicking field goals, right? Uh, yeah. I got no problem with that. Um, tight ends. How did the tight ends perform? Blake Jarwin was your leading tight end today, as he should be. He's the best tight end on the roster. Uh, three targets, three catches, 39 yards. He had the touchdown. Uh, we just mentioned it, the, the first touchdown for the Cowboys, the ball that was thrown behind him, and he adjusted nicely, caught that, and literally walked it in. Jason Witten, three catches on four targets, 15 I loved, yards. I love seeing him score that touchdown. Before also he, had the Before touchdown. he went in, he threw the, he threw the number one up. And he was, he's happy to be back, dude. And what did he do after he caught the ball when he got into the end zone? Hand it to the damn referee. Freaking exactly hand what the you're ball supposed to do, man. to the referee. Exactly what you're supposed to do. You don't showboat. Nope. You know, I'm all for, you know, you know who my favorite cow, one of my favorite Cowboys receivers of all time was? Uh, Butch Johnson. Butch Johnson, the California, the California Quake. Quake. The California Quake. That was amazing, but in the right situation. Right, right. All right? Right. Jason not, Witten did Not exactly. when you're 17 down. No. <laughs> Jason Witten did exactly what he's he he was supposed to do. What he's always done: give the ball to the referee, go back to the sideline, do and your celebrating there, your friends. hug your boys, high five everybody, thank you for the block, thank you for the pass, spot on, and move on. Yep. And then uh, Ezekiel Elliott one catch on two targets for ten yards. Austin one catch on one target for eight yards. And Olawale, of course, that missed. Bomb down the right sideline. Close, dude. Was, dude, it was close. And you know what? Dak didn't overthrow, underthrow. That was a good throw. That, that it last was good that, defense. That last touchdown to Gallup in the corner when he dropped it in the bucket. That was that was a, that was the prettiest pass he threw all day. He threw it up, and it, I mean, it was. It didn't look like it was going to be close, and he kept Gallup kept Yach. going after it, and just and just dropped it out, and it was. Perfect. I mean, just right in the bucket. And that's that's a pass that I didn't think that our quarterback had. And he showed me today that he did. And so I've been wrong. And, and But still, am I going to take everything back? Is he worth $40 million? Nope, he's not. Well, no, that was my question for you. 
because I've been a Dak proponent. You've been a Dak opponent. Uh, and I no, I don't. I still I don't think he's worth. I never did worth forty million dollars. No person's quarterback's worth forty million dollars. Is he worth being paid as a top five quarterback in the league? Is he worth thirty five million dollars? I've always said yes, and I said going into this year that the Cowboys need to wrap him up. And apparently, they tried to do that over the weekend. It didn't happen, but they're close. There was a lot of even after the game. Jerry Jones released a statement saying that we're we're right there. We're very it's close. Imminent. It's imminent. Eminent was Jerry Jones' word or his whatever spokesman's words. There was a there was a you know a lot of reports out. Even Schefter, I believe, put out that uh, they believe that they might get get Dak side before the, before the kickoff. Yeah, it was supposed to happen before the kickoff. It did, and that's fine. He'll get done. But I'm telling you, and I've said it, I said it in the preseason. I said it before the season started. I said this back in what April when we first started talking about Dak being extended. The longer you wait, Jerry Jones, the more money it's going to cost you because he is going to have a good year under Kellen Moore. Uh, he's going to be let loose. He's not going to be restricted by Scott Linehan like he has been in previous seasons. And tonight was proof that that he's your guy, man. He is your guy. So even if you don't sign, say you don't sign him all year, you're not going to sign him this year because mm-hmm. he's still under contract. That's fine. You can franchise him next year. Do you know what the f- – projected, I don't have the exact number. I've talked to KT about this before. Yep. He knows everything. Uh, we're talking $37 million for the okay. one year that you can franchise him. And then he's going to perform well again. And now you've had Patrick Mahomes signed by then. We just Mahomes. saw the Jared Goff deal. Uh-huh. Do you want to wait a year and a half and pay Dak Prescott 39 to $41 million per year? Or do you want to wrap him up now at 35, 36 for the next five? <laughs> After what you saw today, because you're the you're you're one of those that nope, he's not our guy. He, we can't win with him. I never said we couldn't win with him. I just said he wasn't worth forty million dollars. Uh, well, that's a completely different argument. No one's worth forty million dollars. No, Stacy. Stacy's worth $40 million. As good as, I, hey, Stacy, I would give honey, you $40 million as, right now. Honey, as good as life is, if I could pay you $40 million, I might only pay you $39.5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We got lots of comments going on here. Yeah. So uh, let's get to some of these. So, yeah, get uh, to the comments uh, first. Connor, uh, Dak took shots. Offense, offense wasn't predictable. Yes. That's, I mean, that's. That's the biggest thing for me that that came from the game, and and that's, I think that's what we have to look forward to. It's not predictable. It's not the defense isn't calling the plays and and not telling everybody where the damn ball is going. And yes, Steve, I've said from the get go with with Travis Frederick back, it's our offensive line, the guy that calls the blocking scheme, the guy that does, the guy that controls the front. He's back, and that makes as big a difference i think as the the uh production that Dak well did. and and i agree with that travis frederick you know he's not just coming off of that disease that he he, he pretty much we heard story he's he had to learn to play football again he had to learn to come out of that three-point stance and snap the ball he had to reteach himself 
how to play football because of that disease and yep. the way it's it screwed with his his body. Right. But not just that. He had two other surgeries in the offseason for injuries. So, yes, Travis was back going into the preseason, going into camp. But, dude, I had a bajillion questions about his health, his ability to perform to the level that he did last year. But, man, I, and again, I, I was at a bar watching the game. I was not focused on my TV taking game notes like I usually do with a notebook that I fill up about 140 pages per game. But from what I saw, dude, he they didn't call his name. They didn't call his name. There were no sacks that right. he allowed. And that's a good – when you're an offensive lineman and they don't call your name, yeah. that's a good thing. I think Zach had a tough day today. Uh, well, with, and, and they, they with, took him out. And, and, and they did. But he's, I think he's hurting still. He's, he's struggling with that, with that back injury. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what we do with that. But – you know, as Steve, long as look what Steve said. Another comment from Steve. Right. Cowboys will get a better deal on Dak if they do the contract before he wins playoff games this year. Yes, sir, you are absolutely right. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree with that. But, again, let's just see how it goes. Uh, and then he we will, have Stacy. He will be signed. He will be signed probably this week. Stacy says, and I am really worth $40 million, but my agent said to accept thirty nine. Okay, first of all, no agent in the world would tell you that. If you're worth 40, take 50. <laughs> and I implore you, take 50. Don't settle for 39 or 40. But, yes, the Cowboys performed well. I think they performed <clears throat> probably better than – I know better than I expected. I expected a win. Uh, my prediction for the game was 36-13. And we were right there, but I expect a little bit – I was I was in my in my mind I was expecting a little bit closer game uh than what we had but dude I tell you after what we saw how excited are you about the remaining season I'm looking forward to it man I, just with the the defense kind of underwhelmed me a little bit today with with the way that uh, Eli was able to to move the ball even though they didn't score the way they the way they could have right uh Saquon Barkley is a beast Dude, how about that? What was it? I mean, sixty-nine yard run and the. It, to, it just, geez. he's he's awesome. It's, it's going to be it's going to be tough to, you know, whatever they need to do to figure that out. And I I believe that they will they will get that figured out. That's just uh, that's just how they work. <sighs> it's first it's first rattle out of the box. Offense looked really good. Defense will will get better. With with time because they've had they've had guys that you know that were out hadn't been playing together stuff like that, but uh, well just remember I'm excited. Offense always has advantage over the defense always every time because they know where the ball's because they know where the ball's going right. Uh, so give this defense a little credit. They did hold their ground. They played well. Um, we're going to get into the rest of the of the division and the uh, NFL schedule. We're currently watching the Patriots and the Squealers. Uh, live on NBC. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to you specifically. Got some apologies. Well, I have a big apology from the show last week, and it's all me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to get into the top NFL quarterbacks per NFL.com going into week one, um, and then we're going to get into week one scores and highlights if that's possible on a podcast. We can do scores. I don't know about highlights. But we'll talk about especially the Eagles and Redskins. I got I did watch that game pretty closely. We've I've got some hot sports opinions on that. Um 
we have poor Nick Foles. Nasty. Poor Nick Foles, man. I feel bad for him. Uh, what happened to him today and what happened to Jacksonville. Um, and then we've got the f- top five reasons the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl and the top five reasons they won't. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after this. You know, a lot of people think Billy and I argue all the time. Actually, we agree on just about everything. Right, Bill? Yeah, you betcha, George. We even drink the same beer. Light beer from Miller's. Light's got a third less calories than the regular beer, and it's less filling. And the best thing is it tastes so great. No, George, the best thing is less filling. No, Bill, it tastes great. Less filling, George. Billy, it tastes great. Less filling, George. Billy? Yeah, George. You're fired. Oh, not again. <laughs> Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. Hi, Gordon. What you been up to? Big things, Fred. I'm a full-time student at bartending college. Wow. I never had time for a formal education. Well, I decided to make time, but it's not easy. Bartending college is a four-week course. Gee, how far along are you? Well, let's see. This is Tuesday, the third week. Hey, I'm a junior, and I'm late for a daiquiri lecture. Why don't you join me? Why not? Bartending college. You've already spent enough time on the other side of the bar to qualify for enrollment. Bartending college. We'll teach you everything you need to know. You'll get a starter set of bartenders' jokes like... So I says to the guy, you can stay, but the cow's gotta go. (laughs) Bartending college. You'll learn how to roll drunks, water the liquor, and skim the cash register. And remember, as the bartender, you drink for free. free. Last call for integrity. Go green, solarscreens.com. Save money and energy with a home improvement that pays for itself. Check out go green, solarscreens.com. Go green, solarscreens.com. Stop the heat before it hits your home's windows. Go green, solarscreens.com. The Miller Lite Home Draft gives you the great Pilsner taste of Miller Lite on draft in your fridge. And it stays fresh for up to 30 days. And fresh is a lot better than stale. You don't go outside for a breath of stale air. Catching a stale water fish? Bet it has three eyes and a hoof. Brewing a stale pot of coffee? That's one grande stinks a latte. Ah, the smell of stale cut grass. FYI, I'm knee high in manure. Serving snacks and restalements at your party? That's a real party pooper, Padre. A stale baked cookie? Goes great with a warm glass of shut your trap chap stale squeezed oj excuse me but no j if your buddy tells you he's keeping things stale he needs to change his underpants need to restale your web browser try www.getaclue.nerd don't get stale with me that's just gross so why drink stale beer when you can have up to 30 days of fresh draft beer in your fridge the home draft from triple hops brewed miller light taste greatness miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin great beer great responsibility are you struggling with your golf game do you not get up and down as frequently as you should do you struggle making six seven eight foot putts well it's because you don't do one thing practice hi this is chris bustle general manager of the highlands performance golf center in Carrollton, texas the golf center is north dallas's premier practice facility with over 65 grass tees two putting greens, a short game area, and covered heated tees, you can practice your game all year round. Located in Carrollton off Trinity Mills Road between Marsh and Midway, we're open until 10 p.m. seven days a week. The other services offered at the Highlands Performance Golf Center are club repair, club regripping, club fitting, TPI fitness classes with Chris Ormby, our certified instructor, an 18-hole mini golf course, two junior golf instructors that handle all of our clinics and camps, and six Class A members of the PGA of America for all your instructional needs. Come see us at the Golf Center or visit the website at www.highlandspgc.com. Now back 
to Big Red and IndyCar Tim. There you go. I love it, man. Told you you would. I love it. Welcome back to the Drunk Sports Podcast. I just peed and it was amazing. I didn't get a chance to. I had other stuff to do. Well, you're cooking. Cooking. You're watching meat, man. Yeah. And you've got some amazing technology there with you where you're like watching the temperature of the meat and stuff on your little doobadoo while while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, somebody's got to play with my meat. That's pretty cool. Someone needs to play with your meat, Stacy, for $39 million. She'll do it. She's made that perfectly clear. I'll go 39 and a half. That's how's I'll go. Damn, dude. <laughs> Bam! We got a sign. She signed up. <laughs> All right, well, I'm on board. No, you're oh, don't oh. get no you oh, don't I can't get, do that. No, oh, no, oh, sorry. No, no you're not you're not part of that deal. Thought no. that was an invitation. <laughs> no. No. I really thought that was in my This is a family show. This my feelings a, are hurt now. This is a family show and your feelings should be hurt. I don't know what to do. I like should I leave? <laughs> Not yet. We got I don't know what to, to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Getting back into our NFL content on the Drunk Sports podcast. Just a eight, a quick break. Rafael Nadal beat Medvedev in the US Open final. Which we knew he would. Seven five six three five seven four six six four. So Rafael right. Nadal is your US Open Again, champion. How many from is that Spain. for him? Should have Oh shit, we didn't like do research on that. Why would I? We do love tennis. I or I do. I don't know if, if Big Red does, but I'm a tennis fan. I'm mainly a women's tennis fan. What you just like listening to him grunt out of the Monica Sellis does not play anymore, sir, and she doesn't go Ugh. Uh, every time she hits the ball anymore. That doesn't happen. I do miss that. 19th. What? 19th Grand Slam title. His 19th Grand Slam singles title. How many U.S. Opens does it say? Uh, no. To break it down? All right, that's fine. No, Nadal's, Nadal's a badass. There's no question. The Spaniard, him and Federer are the modern-day Connors and McEnroe. Yeah. Fifth His U.S. Fifth Open. U.S. Open. He's a Spaniard. He should never win the U.S. Open. There has to be a United States citizen resident that can play tennis to beat Rafael Nadal. Somebody put a price on his head. Jesus Christ. I hate that dude. I hate that dude so much. I know he's great on clay. <coughs> so am I. I'm great on clay. Oh, I think we're talking about different things. Never mind. So, um, continuing with clay? content. We have content. Uh, the NFL.com website put out their top quarterbacks. They ranked every quarterback, every starting quarterback um, going into the season. And I wonder if after week one they would re-rank these because they're very questionable. But I want to go through them because it's NFL content, and I know the Big Red's going to have an exception with some of these. Are you starting at the bottom? Or I'm going to start at the bottom. Because <sighs> why would you start with number – like the article starts with number one and goes – why would you do that? Well, i got the top ten here. 
don't know where you're getting the rest of them. So go ahead. All right. What? Well, I've got I've got all the way I've, down. I've got my top ten. Okay, those are your top ten. And we'll blow through these top first ones, um, and I'll tell you if I agree or disagree. Number thirty-two, because why? There's thirty-two NFL teams, so they are saying the worst starting quarterback in the league is Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic. I've got questions with that. Quarterback of your Miami Dolphins, and yes, they got – They're not my Miami Dolphins. Dom- oh, you love the Dolphins. They are a dumpster fire, dude. You love the Dolphins. I mean, they are worth – Don't they're... you have a Dolphins poster hanging up in your bedroom? No. It's not Dan over, Marino? It, it's not over my bed, no. Oh, it's my bad. Dan Marino used to be on my wall when I was a kid. But... Oh, God. <laughs> really? Why not? From Pitt or Miami? From Miami. Because we're old. Miami. Oh, uh, okay. After he left Pitt. Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic has 2018 stats. He only played eight games, 66.7 completion percentage, 2,366 passing yards. He had 17 TDs to 12 interceptions, 152 rushing yards, two rushing TDs. Yeah, and I I don't think he's the worst at all. Uh, Number 31 by NFL.com, Case Keenum with your Washington Redskins. 16 games last season. He had a good day today. This was all in Denver. Uh, 62.3 um, completion percentage, 3,890 yards, 18 TDs, 15 interceptions. Um, and, dude, I did watch that game today, and they went up 17 to nothing on the Eagles. The Eagles looked bad And I thought, this is over, man. And it was only midway through the second quarter. Yeah. I thought, this is over. But, of course, no, they're still the Washington Redskins. But by no means do I think he is your your thirty first best. Just like little Danny Schneider, they're gonna shit the bed. Number thirty, Eli Manning of the New York Football Giants. Last year in sixteen games, a sixty six percent completion percentage, forty two hundred ninety nine passing yards, twenty one TDs, eleven interceptions. Yes, I know Eli's getting old. He'll be what is he thirty eight now? I I don't even he might be he might turn thirty nine during the season. But you know what? Put a uh, a strong supporting cast around him like he had in the Super Bowl years, dude, and I guarantee you he's got something left. He just doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to wait for a rebuilt offensive line. Um, I, I feel he could go to a better team with a better line and perform better, but, of course, he won't. He'll be a giant for life and he'll retire. <clears throat> His job is, uh, his days are numbered as the starting quarterback, I think. Daniel Jones is is the quarterback in waiting. Oh, of course, uh, and rightfully so, dude. They drafted him sixth overall, and I, dude, he's, we just discussed. It. He's a badass man. I love Daniel. I love that pick, um, and I fear for the NFC East here in about five years uh, when Daniel Jones figures it out and the Giants figure it out. Between um, him and Saquon Barkley, they're going to be dude. If he if Saquon stays, it's going to be because uh, because. He believes Daniel, he, Jones Daniel Jones is a badass. Number 29, Jacoby Brissett, who right now I would put at number 32. He hasn't started since 2017. What has he done? I mean. He's done nothing. Nothing. He's done nothing. Um, so, yeah, number 29. Number 28, Joe Flacco with your Broncos. Only played nine games in 2018 before he was replaced by uh, Heisman Trophy winner, by the way. I believe I said that one time. <laughs> yeah, you on did. Podcast. The very first ever <sighs> apology and correction. Um, nine games, 2,465 passing yards, 12 TDs, six interceptions. 
um, before he was replaced by Lamar Miller. He is now, of course, with your Denver Broncos. Number 27, somebody that had a really good outing today, and I didn't know he was even going to be the starter of the Titans, Marcus Mariota. What did he do today? Well, I don't have his stats in front of me, but they freaking blew out. who they blow out? Oh, they didn't. Good God, dude. They destroyed uh, the Cleveland? The Brownies. I think they destroyed Cleveland. It wasn't even close. And he had a great game, dude. I don't know. He's about as inconsistent as my as my marriages. Oh. Um, Easy. But if he can keep it going, he's going to be good. Number 26, Josh Allen with your Buffalo Bills. Why are all these teams mine? Because oh, you love all the teams. I don't love everybody. I'm oh. a Cowboy fan. Oh. Oh, I'm totally, totally misunderstood. H. All right. Christ. Um, 12 games in 2018, 2,074 passing yards, 10 TDs, 12 interceptions. He did not have a good game today, but whatever. Number 25, oh, my God, I hate this dude. Marcus Mariota was 14 of 24 for 248 yards and three touchdowns. Well, those three touchdowns are what mattered. That's pretty solid. Because they dominated the Brownies 43 to 13, I believe, was the final. Of course, the damn receiver that I've got, he never fucking looked at, so. Um... How did Odell Beckham do today, by the way? You have that ODB. on there? ODB. Getting off topic a little Let's bit. Let's see what ODB did. Uh, let's go over here. Bam. And here. As we discussed, the 25th best quarterback in the NFL, according to NFL.com, uh, Mr. Jameis Winston. Uh, I completely disagree with that. I would put him in the bottom two because he's an idiot. Yeah, I'll start him today. Did you have Jameis Winston? Oh, in uh, one of your other leagues, right? Yeah, one of my. How many uh, leagues do you have? Three. Good God, this guy's got a problem. ODB was uh, seven receptions for seventy-one yards and no touchdowns. Oh, I bet he's crying in the locker room then. Probably he didn't have a touchdown. He's probably trying to marry the kickoff of the, the the kicker's net or something Good again. Lord, making out with the, the net that right. he broke. Uh, Number twenty-four in your top. Ever quarterbacks this season by NFL.com. How about Andy Dalton with your Bengals? He only played 11 games last year, 2,566 passing yards, 21 TDs, 11 interceptions. Dude, he also had 99 rushing yards last year. I don't ever equate him with a rushing quarterback, but but whatever. So they ranked their first rookie quarterback, and I don't know how they came up with this. They've got number 23, Kyler Murray from your St. Louis, Chicago, Arizona, Phoenix Cardinals. You didn't throw St. Louis in there. I did. That was the first thing I said. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, but he he had a good day. I mean, they were – that offense was disastrous, nasty, Dude. awful for the first three That's quarters. That's a bad team. And he put them on the rails and took them – Drove down with, uh, I believe, just over two minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, took you were him, watching this when I walked in. Took him down and tied the game up with seconds left and took him into overtime. They ended up with another kiss your sister, and I don't understand why the NFL still has <sighs> a overtime where you have the possibility of ties. But – they did, and that was it's stupid. And now every week I look at the standings, it's going to be skewed 
by a stupid tie bracket yep. for these two teams. Yep. And, again, I, I'm with you, man. I don't understand why we still have ties. I love – we talked about this off the air before we came on. I love the college uh, playoff rule or uh, overtime rule. Yep. It's – there's no ties. Each team – you know what? You both won a chance to win the game. All right? You both played. You tied. You won a chance to win the game. So let's start at the, the, the college game. You start at the 25 – uh, your offensive 25, your 25 yards. So, like you mentioned, if you do nothing, you've at least got a chance for three. We discussed changing it a little bit for the NFL. Instead of uh, starting at the 25, I said the 25, but the defensive 25. You said the 50, which I kind of like your idea a little bit better. Well, let's the start at the 50, and that way if you move the ball 15 yards, you've got a legitimate chance. If you have a real kicker, you're 35 yards out. You're Does anybody at, have a real you're kicker looking at, anymore? You're looking at a 52-yard field goal. So, I mean, I think that's I think that's the way to go. I love that. And, and both teams have a chance to to match. If the first right. team scores a touchdown, the second team's got to score a touchdown. Right. If they do, you keep going until someone doesn't match the other team. Quit this tying-ass, kissing-your-sister shit. Dude, even hockey got rid of ties. Right. They're up there with soccer. Like, that's been a, a, a staple of their sport for years. And even hockey got rid of ties a long-ass time ago because they realized that it turns the fans off. So, yes. Nobody loves to kiss your sister. Number 22 in NFL.com's best quarterbacks going into 2019, and I completely disagree with this. But although his showing uh, Thursday night did not – lend any credence to my disdain for his ranking here. Mitch the bitch Trubisky with the Chicago Bears. It's Mitchell's it's Mitchell, sir. It's Mitchell. He you know it's funny they do he, have it, Mitchell. He did he decided he wanted to be called Mitchell. Mitchell the Bitchell? That that yeah. doesn't sound as right. But, but it's, it's fourteen games last year he got hurt of You're course, welcome Arnie. Towards the end of the season. <laughs> Thirty two hundred and twenty three passing yards, twenty four TDs, twelve interceptions. He also had four hundred and twenty one rushing yards and three rushing TDs, so uh, last year, that was his sophomore season. I think going into this year, he's going to be better. Of course, I picked him as one of the NFC wildcard teams, uh, and I think he's going to be just fine. Those Bears will be just fine. Number 21, Sam Darnold with the Jets. 13 games last year, 17 DDs, 15 interceptions. Terrible stats. Uh, he plays in a terrible division other than the freaking Patriots that will always win. He's got a hell of a running back. He's got a badass running back that's also on your fantasy team. I didn't yeah. look up any stats of as to how uh, Le'Veon did today. Uh, number 20 with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, as long as he can stay healthy, then he may be okay. I love these stats. 2018 stats. Three games. Three games. <laughs> Five TDs, three interceptions. Three games. Because, of course, he got hurt. Blew was his knee, right? Blew his knee out. Something like that. So, today's the first action he has seen and since then. Of course, he didn't play in the preseason or anything for the uh, – and I'm being distracted by the long pass by the squealers. Um, but, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo probably will move up on that list moving forward. Number 19, poor Nick Foles with the Jaguars. The who broken broke his collarbone. Dude, I – I was watching that game. That was the first game they turned on at the bar I was at today. Dude got paid. Um, the Chief, the Chefs, and the Jags. And it was a touchdown pass, at least. Threw a touchdown pass. 
and then he broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. So I'm and sure we he's all, out. And we know how that goes as uh, Cowboy fans. Ugh. It just hurts sane broken collarbone. Uh, so I'm sure he's out. Got to be out for the year. He only played in five games last year. No, it's like six to eight weeks, I think. For a broken collarbone? Yeah. yeah just a broken bone. Dude, I'm out six to eight weeks just thinking about it. You're out six to eight weeks walking to the car. Blowing my nose. <laughs> Number 18, NFL.com's best quarterbacks going into this year. Derek Carr of the Raiders. And, of course, at the time of this article, he had a pretty good receiver to throw to uh, who now no longer plays there, and he will not be named because he is our idiot of the month for the Drunk Sports Podcast, maybe the biggest idiot ever to play the game. Um, but Derek Carr coming in at number 18, last year played all 16 games, 19 TDs, 10 interceptions, 4,049 yards. Dude, he's got nobody to throw to, so I get it. Uh, number 17, your guy. Not really my guy. Oh, you love him. But how's my trophy winner? <laughs> yes, yeah, so. For those of you that did not hear the drunken episode one or zero, was it zero? No, it was episode one. Um, we were talking about the AFC North, of course, because we we thought that Cleveland would be better. So we got in this drunken stupor conversation, and Lance said, "Oh, by the yeah, remember Lamar Jackson? He's he's now going to be a starter for the for the Ravens, Heisman Trophy winner." And me and about ten other people in the room looked at him. Called him out. Like I had three heads. Um, and I will give you a live rendition of what occurred that night when he said, go ahead and say that, Lance. Say say he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's a Heisman Trophy winner. No, he's not, you idiot. Uh, that, that, that was live tape of, of what happened that night. Live on the air. And then Lance backed down because he was unsure of himself. He backed down, well, maybe I'm wrong. Well, whenever 15 people tell you that you're wrong, maybe you- – and you've been drinking all day, you you tend to start questioning what you're saying. <laughs> we had all the beer that night. Uh, so, of course, we checked it, and, or I checked it, and, of course, Lamar Jackson did win the Heisman Trophy with Louisville. Uh, so I had to eat crow, and that's where our segment, Apologies and Corrections, came from. So kudos to Lance, and kudos to Lamar Jackson, who had, I think he had a good game today. Uh, Dude, he had, like, what, five touchdown passes today? I mean, yeah, as a fluke, he's going to be terrible. I'm playing against him, so I'm 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 coming. I'm fighting uphill. It was a fluke. He's going to be terrible. Number sixteen, NFL.com's best quarterbacks going in 2019. The person that I say should be number 32. No, no, come on. I would put him at number 29. Dallas's own, Highland Park's own. He's not that bad. Georgia's own. Belt. Matt Stafford. You would take him here. No, oh God, I would not. Yeah, you would. I would rather have Andy Dalton. No, you would not. Than Matt Stafford in Dallas. Yes, sir, Bob. Our country did that. My name is not Bob. Yes, sir, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Number fifteen, and I have exception with this, especially after today. This will change. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Dak Prescott with your Dallas Cowboys. But does he move into the top five realm? No, he does not. Well, I don't know. Let's see who it is. Are you how many? How many do you have going I've into got, yours? I've got ten. You have ten. All right. Number fourteen, Kirk Cousins. I think that's just about right. I might have put him a couple of spots higher. Uh, again, I called the Vikings to win that division. 
he had a good game today. They win. They won their week one matchup. Um, no problem with Kirk Cousins at number fourteen. Number thirteen, I do have a problem with this. Cameron Newton <laughs> See, this, from Auburn. The one that I'm looking at has him at ten. Oh, we're are we on the same website? We're on the same website. NFL.com. NFL.com. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. They've got him at 10. Shit show. Okay, how about this I, one? I think I think you're looking at how they how they end up ranking them as at the end of last year. I don't know. It was just an article that I that just came it just came out. So, well, okay. <laughs> Disdain in the show. Because because here's here's the problem that I have with number 9. Andrew it's Luck. It's my <laughs> Andrew Luck well, he's is not <laughs> even on mine, so mine's clearly more okay, current than yours. So um, I'm wrong. Well, Jacoby Brissett was on mine, so Apologies yours clearly is old. Yeah, uh, number twelve, who just signed a new contract with that NFC West team, Jared Goff. Um, money in the bank. I don't, I don't know. That he, I mean, maybe, Cooper Cup is maybe, back. Maybe that's good. Maybe, maybe I'm okay with that. But I don't know that he's. He's certainly not any higher than that. Uh, he was probably about right where he should. What about number eleven, Mister Baker, Baker Mayfield? Mayfield? No, no, he's not. He's not a top. He's you don't not, think he's that high? No, I don't. I bet he's high right now. Well, I don't bet, know. They lost. He might he, not be. He better not be, or he's going to be suspended. Yeah, the NFL doesn't care about that. Yeah, they do. When it comes oh, yeah. to when it comes to Cowboys, they do. True story. Number ten. So we're breaking the top ten. My top ten. I know what your top ten is. Ben Raplessberger. Ben Raplessberger. Sixteen games last year. Five thousand one hundred twenty nine passing yards. Thirty four TDs. Sixteen interceptions. Of course, that was without Le'Veon Bell all year. But he did have Antonio Brown, who is now gone, and he's throwing to the likes of James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. He's also thirty seven years old. So as we're watching them now, oh God, do you see that score? You got a problem with people being old? Yeah, old people should not play football. They should play golf. Can old people be your podcast? Old, yeah, yeah, you are older than me. <laughs> You're like twenty five years older than me. Shut up. Number nine in the top ten, and I have an issue with this. He should be way lower. Carson Wentz of the hated Philadelphia Eagles. He only played 11 games last year, as Carson he usually Wentz does. isn't even in this top 10. Well, you're clearly looking at an old This list. is from Look July 31st of this year. How so long ago yeah. was that? A couple of months. This is from September 5th, 2019. Shut up, Tim. Just keep going. <laughs> oh, I love old lists. Uh, Carson Wentz, number nine. Nope, I don't. I don't even put him in the top ten. He had a good game today. They came back against the Deadskins. Uh, but he won't it, stay healthy long nope. enough to do anything. Twenty eighteen stats only includes eleven games because why? He got hurt, as he will every year. So Carson Wentz will be dead within three years. My prediction. Uh, number eight, your buddy Deshaun Watson from the Houston Oiler Texans. Uh, played all 16 games, and this is another guy that likes to run um, before he throws. 41-65 passing yards, 26 TDs, 9 interceptions. He also had 551 rushing yards. 41-65, is that a real number? 
4,165 yards. 4,165. That's a real number. I was trying to save time. Okay. Uh, I just drug it out a little bit longer. Shut up. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Number seven. Oh, wait. I have a drop for that. Hang on. I got to find it. It's the greatest (laughs) drop of all time. Hang on. Oh, fuck me. There it is. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) We will not name that man, but thank you. But he gave us the most golden drop of all time. Gold drop. Uh, Number seven, Drew. Fuck me. (laughs) Drew Brees. Drew fucking Brees. New Orleans Saints. (laughs) Dude. 15 games, 3,000, since I have to say the number right, 3,992 yards, 32 TDs to how many? Five interceptions. You keep bringing that up, and we're going to have a problem. What? You're a Cowboy fan first and foremost. I was born near New Orleans. That's fine. But you're a Cowboy fan first and yeah. foremost on this podcast. Yes. So it's not your. Oh, they're my New Orleans Saints. They're also my Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Honey, pack his shit. He's they might be. be my Denver Broncos for no. the AFC. No. We'll see. We'll see. Number six, Mr. Matt Ryan from your Atlanta Falcons. Right? I got Drew Brees at two. From July. <laughs> but why not? I mean, if you're so high on the goddamn New Orleans Saints, why can't they? Yes, he should be above seven. Uh, he's not number two, though. He's not number two. Do I need to do my own list? Do I need to rank them myself? Maybe we should. All right, well. And we'll argue about it then. Well, we were supposed to have done the Mount Rushmore Texas Rangers, and it seems like I recall someone didn't do that, and I had to come up with it on my own. No, we got that. We got, but now we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> NFL quarterback DFW sports. <laughs> yeah, which we have to do. Yes. I got mine. Do you want to do it right now? No, not yet. Finish, finish, finish your, our list. Finish your damn list, Chris Arnold. Number six, Matt Run. People love lists. Number five, Phillip Rivers. Number four, Tom Brady. Movie watching is a sport. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number two, God Almighty, Aaron Rodgers. You're welcome. Most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. No. Number one. Of course, it's Tom Brady. Dude, Tom Brady was number four. See, uh, I wasn't listening. Tony Romo. (laughs) Roger Staubach. There's only one quarterback left that we haven't mentioned. Gary Hogaboom. <laughs> it's not Glenn Carano either. <laughs> Craig daughter, Morton. Whose daughter's hot, by the way. Isn't she an MMA fighter? Carano, yes. Yeah. She is. I'd tear that up. She, star- oh, uh, she started off on, uh, on American Gladiators. I think we're still on the air. I am. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Your Dallas Texans. Sorry, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it may end up being one of these days. They may come back. By the way, my Super Bowl matchup, the Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs. My oh. Super Bowl matchup for this year. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Do you know? At your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. Is it in Miami? I think it's in Miami, right? It usually is. It usually is. In, I don't. Is it at Tulane Stadium? If we if we don't know, then it's in Miami. Maybe it's at Tulane Stadium. You think it's at Tulane State or Rice? Pro- Rice Stadium? Probably, probably not. No. The Orange Bowl. Are you looking it up? No, I'm not. Oh, looking I thought it you were up. looking it up. I was trying to vamp. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not looking Making it up. Making jokes. I'm trying to make jokes here. <laughs> Your jokes suck, Tim. Oh, Jesus They're all dad jokes. So, apologies and corrections. By the way, that's the top 10 or top whatever 32. I don't even care anymore. 
NFL.com going into the season as of September 5th. Uh, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If you disagree or you agree, I would not ever care to hear about you. Uh, so don't I don't text me, don't tweet me because I really don't care. Uh, and you're going to be wrong, right? Probably. What are you looking for? You're, you're marking stuff. That's what oh, you want right there, right? Sorry. Where, which one are you trying to get? I don't get? know how to work this. Give it to me, Lance. Give it to me, Lance. Push, push. Give it to me, Lance. Okay, you're good. <laughs> That's what Lauren says every day. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have one for Lauren. Call me. <laughs> My favorite new drop. Apologies and corrections. I have to apologize very briefly for uh, when we opened the show last week. I was inebriated. I was also inebriated the night before. We did that like hundreds of miles apart. Uh, whenever hundreds. we did. You were 17 countries away. It was several were you in away. Israel? You were in Israel. It might right? as well have been. Jerusalem. Were you in Jerusalem? We were right outside of Paris. Just just outside Paris, of Paris. Jerusalem? Hey, I was I was just uh I was just east of Paris beer. and just north of Mexico. Yeah. How about that, baby? Is that in Texas? No, it was in Missouri. Oh. You were in Monroe City, Missouri last yes, week. Yes, I was. Uh, at at the, great, the dugout. At the great dugout. On Vine Street. Yes. Man, I'm good. I remember shit. I don't. Just don't tell Lauren. <laughs> what? So well, Next time you forget her we birthday were or your anniversary, you're March on March 18th and November 25th. Okay. Um, so we were discussing, not even we were just mentioning, I was mentioning the college uh, football season getting kicked off and belch. We, uh, I'd mentioned that Oregon State played somebody at AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember who. And, of course, Lance, in his drunken stupor, had to tell me it was Auburn. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it was not Auburn and Oregon State. It was Auburn and Oregon. The it was Ducks, the Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. And I believe I said Oregon State about 27 times. Probably. So I apologize vehemently. Oh, you like when I use that word, don't you? <laughs> You've been reading Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fish. Thanks for that, by the way. Uh, so I apologize. It, of course, was Auburn that beat Oregon. Um, and at the end of the game, it was a good game. It was very close to the end of the game with that, that pass, that touchdown pass. Yep. Um, poor Oregon. Um, Auburn wins again today kind of in the same fashion. They didn't – I forgot who they played today, but I'm not going to say it because I'll have it to today. It was, for it. Yesterday. Or yesterday, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yesterday. Wait, they play college on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, usually. When they start that. <laughs> uh, so, yes, It's a good I apologize. thing your wife thinks you're cute. It's a good thing I am cute. Uh, and then our absolutely count for the show, if you keep up with that as well, you should, because anytime Lance uh, or I – do we even have it on there anymore? Or did I to- <gasps> absolutely. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Bam! Bingo! Uh, whenever Lance or I say the word absolutely, which we usually say a lot when we're drunk, you got to do a shot. So we usually will give you the uh, total count on the next episode for you to catch up. So everybody that's listening, unless you're driving, please do 12 shots, shotgun 12 beers. Absolutely. Uh, whatever you need to do to get caught up. So we appreciate you drinking along with us. So Lance, the NFL started Thursday night. Packers and the Bears. The Bears. Uh, continued today. And 
Dude, I want to say there was some upsets. I want to say there was, some a shitty ass, there was a shitty-ass game on Thursday is what I want to say. I couldn't even watch it. So, it was terrible. We had Bears-Packers to kick off the season. And it was, I mean, it, it should have been a great game. That That is one of the longest rivalries. The in oldest the NFL, rivalry in the NFL. And They've been NFL. playing since 1979. Right? 1979? Is that when the NFL started in 1979? Whenever we were 10. <laughs> I was 10. 1919. Of course, this is the 100th anniversary of the I NFL. I was 10. In 1919? No, I in believe that. 79. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> asshole. And yes, it should have been. But you know what? These are not two bad teams. The first quarter was horrendous to watch. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. Um, Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Uh, Mitch Joel Trubisky was terrible. Uh, both offenses were terrible. Green Bay had a team ever worst. Minus 12 yards, I'm sorry, minus 17 yards total in the first quarter. Hmm. As the first quarter ended, they were minus 17 yards on the, for the game. It was terrible. Terrible. Of terrible. course, it, it took them three plays into terrible. the second quarter uh, you, to throw that long-ass touchdown pass and, and get up on Chicago, which really never recovered. Um, but... Dude, for the two teams that should be fighting for the NFC Norris. And they will. That was not a good start. But you know what? We'll get, it is what it is. It's the first game of the season, and we'll give them that. Um, going into today. That NFC North, that NFC North is, a, is a three-horse race. Who's the other horse? The Vikings. Well, they're going to win. No, well, I mean. That, that's, yeah, the Vikings are going to win the, that division. So, it's a one it's a one-legged horse race. Is that a one, thing? Oh, Am I making up new sayings? <laughs> You've been reading Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fish. Man, I hope you guys listened to that uh, interview with Fish earlier in the broadcast because he gave us some <clears throat> he gave us some gold. Uh, so, of course, Green Bay beats Chicago ten to three in a thriller. The thriller. We have our doubleheader Monday night: Houston at New Orleans, Denver at Oakland. God, what a shit show that's going to be, dude. Um, the yeah. early game, I don't even know. This is not categorized as early. I'm glad I'm going to so. go to bed early fucking tomorrow night. Um, let's talk a little bit about a beat, a beat, uh, San Francisco and Tampa Bay. Yeah. Two terrible teams. Yeah. Okay. Was there really a winner? Uh, 31-17, San Francisco beats Tampa Bay in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. Who sucked the least? Um, yeah, so apparently San Francisco just sucked the least because both of those teams are terrible. Um, we had, oh, the game we were watching, or you were watching as I walked in, we mentioned it earlier, Detroit in Arizona. A tie. And I'm, tell, I'm, and I'm telling you, man, if Arizona can hang with Detroit, what the hell are they doing? They're both terrible. Well, I know they're both terrible, but I mean, I didn't expect Detroit to be that terrible. I mean, you got oh, they're horrible. You got dude. Arizona with a new coach and a and a brand new first round quarterback and number one overall pick, the a, Aggies' own Kyler Murray and a brand new offense. You you gonna say the Aggies? Whenever yeah. he actually graduated, Aggies' own Kyler. He never graduated. Don't well, I mean. Shit. 
He won the Heisman. It should have been an Aggie. Kevin Sumlin fucked that up. He should have been an Aggie. Well, Sumlin screwed a lot of shit up. I mean, he's dead. Please right don't throw that ditch at me. somewhere. Um. So yes, the the unstable tie in the NFL. We had Seattle and Cincinnati up in the Great Northwest. Here we go. Oh shit! Here we go. Oh shit! Dropping cans. What are you doing? It's not a bowling alley. Are we bowling? Shut up. Is Vern Tim. Lundquist here? Are we bowling Shut, for dollars? Bowling for dollars. Shut up, Tim. Uh, Seattle, what's up with this? Barely gets past Cincinnati 21 to 20. I didn't watch this game. I know nothing about it. You know I'm why? looking at the final score. You know why it was close? Because it's the regular season. Cincinnati can't win in the postseason. So well, going- apparently they can't win in the regular season either. Well, I'm just saying it's going to be close. Cincinnati's going to play close. Is game. Andy Dalton a good quarterback? Andy Dalton went to TCU. Yeah. He was and a good quarterback in college. He was a good co- Yes, he was. But I don't – he's not that next level. No, and I fear his days there are numbered. Um, they're probably going to have a terrible season and they'll God be able bless to draft you, the, the Red Rider. The Red Rider. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Chargers with the Indianapolis Colts visiting. And as you might expect, the Chargers – Held supreme, thirty to twenty-four. That went to overtime, <sighs> dude. It went to overtime the with a backup quarterback. Should not. How bad are the Chargers? Have had that much trouble with the Colts. How bad are the Chargers now? That's what I'm talking about. Or, or is are, are they terrible? Or is uh, what's his face? Philip Rivers? No. Or Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. <clears throat> well, we know he's not that good. Jacoby Brissett. I had, all this. I had he a pair of socks in my mouth. Please. He answers to either. Uh, so, yes, the Chargers should not have had that much trouble with the Bengals. Um, so, again, I'll have to study that game, but uh, especially going into overtime. Are they still playing at that soccer stadium yes. in Los Angeles? Yes. And they've still got, like, 12 people that show up. It's terrible. They're terrible. All 12 of their season ticket holders show up Good every game. Lord, playing in a soccer stadium that's not mm-hmm. even a sport. Uh, we had Philadelphia with Washington visiting. And, we just and lost two more listeners. <laughs> They're from Brazil, right? Probably. Uh, Philadelphia, dude, was down to Washington 17 to nothing uh, early in the second. And I was praying and hoping and drinking and doing we all shots. Were. We all were. Uh, that that was going to maintain, but, yeah, it didn't. Philadelphia came back. Although they only won 32 to, to 27. Uh Washington had a late rally. It was not enough. Um, so it was it was seventeen to nothing at one point, and then it was twenty nine to twenty. So Philadelphia outscored Washington twenty nine to three from the midpoint in the second quarter to the midpoint in the fourth quarter. So Philadelphia figured it out. Carson Wentz. I don't have his stats in front of me. He probably broke a toenail or something. I don't know. He had to have been hurt at some point. He's got turf toe. He's out here. Jesus, Carson Wentz. Go back to freaking the Dakotas. Um, We had the Buffalo Bills visiting New Jersey. I won a little bet on that one. Did you? Yeah. Um, 17 to 16 over the Jets. No, I lost that one. No, I won that one. I'd fuck out of them. Do you even know? No, I don't remember. Do you have a book somewhere that tells you if you won or lost? (sighs) I can pull it up, but I'm not going to. Um... 
Sam Darnold looked pretty good. He looked pretty accurate. I think he is going to be good for the Jets. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did not see his stats. I did watch this game, and I saw him running all over the place. So, uh, so you know, we'll see. like it hurts. We'll oh, my God, my throat hurts. Did you get something on you? Uh, we'll see where that goes from here forward. Um, I think you got something on you earlier. I don't lower. think Buffalo. Buffalo, that might be the only game they win all year. Unless they play the Jets again, which they will. Um, we had Minnesota uh, at home against Atlanta. Dude, the Falcons are atrocious. Why are they so bad? I don't understand. They just re-signed Julio Jones. He should have had 17 touchdowns today. And I don't remember the numbers of that contract. In fact, I'm going to look them up right now. It's, it wasn't, just, like, ridiculous. Just, just, it's. I mean, it was reasonable. When I remember, No, look them up. I don't remember either, but they were reasonable numbers. Only, like, a three-year extension, right? Yeah. I think he signed through 2020, and they re-signed him or extended him through 2023. Um, or he's, he's signed through 2019. I don't know. Whatever it is. Look it up. Um, but, dude, there's no reason Atlanta loses to Minnesota 28-12. to Atlanta Falcons and Julio Jones agreeing to a three-year contract extension worth a reported $66 million. The so team announced on Saturday. It takes him through, does it say, what the final year is? With $64 million at the time, guaranteed. You know who's licking their chops right now? Amari Cooper. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. He's licking his chops. As long as he does, keeps doing what he's doing, then it's it's going to be nuts. He's... But the Atlanta Falcons are not that bad. At least I didn't think they were. Um, of course, Minnesota. I got them picked to win the North, but I didn't. I had no idea they were that far apart. Um, and then the game of the day for me. I can't believe this. Go score. Cowboys! This is no, no. This is, we already talked about the Cowboys. Oh, the, do you remember? Remember when we were talking about the Cowboys? I early? do. I, <laughs> I just figured that was the game of the day for you. <laughs> do you believe the? Baltimore, no longer Cleveland Brown Ravens, put up 59 on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I know. I feel it. In I think that was football. in Miami. It was in Miami. Is it Joe Robbie? They still have Joe Robbie Stadium. No, it's Hard Rock Cafe Stadium or something now, right? <laughs> something stupid. Whatever. It's ridiculous. And, dude, they were Hard doing. Hard Rock, Tampix. <laughs> they were doing whatever stadium. they wanted to do today. Um, the Dolphins touchdown, touchdown, are a touchdown. dumpster fire. That is a dumpster fire, dude. They're by far the worst team in the league. I feel bad for Fitzmagic. I mean, Fitzmagic, he's, he's a good dude. and Give him points for trying. And points for the beard. We are not giving participation ribbons on this Not show. even to Fitzmagic? No. Uh-huh. No. I kind of wanted to. Shut up. Dude, the Ravens could have had... S- over 60, but they turned over on downs at the end of the half, at the end of the first half. It could have been a lot worse. Maybe that they felt sorry for the lowly Dolphins. Ridiculous. Uh, KC visited Jacksonville to start the season. Most points in team history, by the way, for the Dolph- for the Ravens. Yeah, but they only start their team history. At, like, like They consider themselves an expansion team. They didn't take any of the Cleveland Brown records to Baltimore. They left that to the expansion Cleveland Browns. I just said that. So, <sighs> I fucking hate this shit. 
So, yes, the Baltimore Ravens are considered an expansion team moving to Baltimore or forming in Baltimore in what? Nine, when did they move? 96? I, I, I get what you're saying. You, you gotta argue. I fucking hate the Baltimore Ravens. You, you don't even argue, know. Man. Worst uniform in football by you, far, not even close. You don't like it. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible colors, terrible logo, terrible name. Worst. Fuck Edgar Allan Poe and his fucking Raven. You know that's why they're named the Ravens. Yeah. Because he wrote that dumb, stupid, idiotic, piece of shit literature shit, dude, in Baltimore. Okay. okay. Fuck him. All right. It's over. <laughs> Next. I'm getting very passionate about something I shouldn't be passionate about. <laughs> wow. Put the kids to bed. Timmy's cussing. I never cuss. Um, we that's, also had my job. Jacksonville and Kansas City. Kansas City over Jacksonville, 40-26. to 26. This game was really close early on. This is one of the ones I, the early games I was watching. Pat Mahomes twisted an ankle, I think. He, dude, he tweaked it a couple times. Yeah. Limped off the field a couple times, so we'll watch that going He's a stud, though. He's like 14 years old, so he'll recover quickly. Um, so they did what they were supposed to do. The Chiefs did what they were supposed to do to Jacksonville. That, uh, by the way, should be mentioned, Nick Foles, we mentioned earlier, broken collarbone. I say he's going to be out for at least – you said five years. Year. Yeah, I bet he's out for five years. Well, it's a and awful. you were the more probably realistic. What six to eight weeks? Six to eight think. weeks. Dude, a broken collarbone. That's, ugh, that's terrifying to me. Uh, Cleveland hosted the Tennessee Volunteer Titan Oilers. Yeah, and Cleveland did not come up on top. Forty-three to thirteen, Tennessee over Cleveland. Um, I didn't watch any of this game. I'm looking at the stats, and uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm not, I lied. I'm not looking at any stats. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks like he had a terrible game. I'm just going to say that. It was bad. But it had to be bad. Um, we had the Carolina Panthers hosting the Los Angeles Rams of L.A., St. Louis, back to L.A. Yeah. Oh, wait, they started somewhere else. They started in, uh, where'd they start? The Rams started at Lance's mom's house. At your mom's house. Lance's mom's house. Exactly. Now, I forget where they were in uh, Ohio somewhere. I forget Dayton or something. I forget where they were. Bullshit. Yeah, no, they were. They were. I promise you. Look it up. Look it up right now. GTS, Stacey. Look it up. No, they were producers. They they didn't start in L.A. They were somewhere before L.A. and they moved to L.A. I promise you. That's why they suck so bad. Are you questioning my sports knowledge? Dayton, Ohio. Cleveland. They started in Cleveland. That's not Dayton. I said somewhere in Ohio. I threw Dayton out Cleveland like as a guess. Cleveland is a little better than Dayton. Is it? Not really. Have you been I mean, there? Never been I've to been Ohio. to both, <laughs> and they both suck. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. We need a commercial break. The, we got one coming up, I think. What's the run sheet say? Oh, yeah, right after this. If we ever get through these damn scores, we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rams over Carolina, thirty to twenty again. <laughs> Dude, I haven't had a chance yet. You peed. You peed on the meat outside. Dude, seasoning idea. Seasoning idea. If you urinate on the brisket while you're cooking it, I'm not peeing on my meat. Peeing with your meat. <laughs> oh God, this has gone downhill. This is why ESPN won't hire us. Carolina. Loses to the L.A. Rams of L.A., Cleveland, 30-27. to 27. And, then, of course, right now we've got New England 
mopping the floor with Pittsburgh. Pitch Pittsburgh. 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 Thirty to three with thirteen seconds left in the third. This is the Drunk Sports Podcast. Lance has to pee. I have to watch this preview of the new Rambo Last Blood movie that's Last on TV. Last Blood. That's going to be I great. Because I can't freaking wait for that <sighs> crap. Uh, but we will be right back after this. We're going to talk about the top five reasons the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl and the top five reasons why they won't. Um, stay tuned for that. We love you. Tolo, God, you where's my button? Up. I'm trying to find the button. You know, I finally found a beer I can respect. Light beer from Miller. It tastes great. But what I really like is it's less filling. Light has one-third less calories than their regular beer. I tell you, i got to watch myself. This is a tough place. Well, this place is so tough, the hat girl's name is Dominic. In a place like this, i got to move fast. I can't afford to get filled up. I tell you, I don't get no respect. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's all-new chocolate chip cigarettes. The only cigarettes that give you cavities while you're waiting for the lung cancer to set in. Today, there's a beer for everyone. Hey, me and the guys are going out for a beer. You want to come along? Nah, I got a lot of data to enter into the computer tonight. Now, there's a brew for the future. Want me to bring you something back? Thanks, but I got some right here. Microsoft Brew. You got a beer tap on your computer? With a head so thick, you can float a mouse on it. Let me get this straight. You make your own beer with the computer? With the right software, you can do anything. Microsoft Brew. Here, I call this one Windows 95. I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And if you got to get there quicker, try the new ISDN malt liquor. At Miller Lite, we believe if you're not choosing a light beer with more taste, you need to man up, not man down. Because up is way better than down. You don't tell someone sad to cheer down. What's down, dog? A steamy pile. And you just stepped in it. Giddy down, cowboy? You must be settled on a blind three-legged jackass. Struggling to make down your mind? Let me help you. Yes, wear pants today. Looking for a down-and-coming neighborhood? Try cell block 4C. Great view with lots of bars nearby. Got a job at a start down company? Let me guess. You slap buckets on a street corner. Getting pumped down for your big party? It's in a chat room and the only guest is Bernie, the 67-year-old retired clown. Oh, and your girlfriend's not wearing a push-down bra. It's called gravity, Isaac Nitwit. Can I be down front with you? All this down talk is bringing me down. So don't man down. Man up and choose a light beer with more taste. Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. Hi, friends. It's Chris Bustle, General Manager of the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. The Golf Center is North Dallas's premier practice facility. With over 65 grass tees, two putting greens, a short game area, and covered heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game all year round. Come see us in Carrollton, Texas, off Trinity Mills Road, halfway between Marsh and Midway, or visit the website at www.highlandspgc.com. Now back to Big Red and Indy Cartel. Hey guys, it's Gavin Spittle, the Hockey Hawk of 105.3 The Fan. Every time I listen to the Drunk Sports Cast, I want to drop the gloves and go at it. That's how good this show is. We are back. I'm IndyCar Tim, still after that pee and beer break, and he is bit drunk Big Red, and I've got so much beer in front of me right now. We want to thank everybody that's joining us and tuning in and coming on late. It's been a shit show. We hope you love it. 
Um, we are talking now about um, the top five. Re- this has been a Cowboys and NFL intensive show. Because I was, I figured, I, I saw, I was watching myself on the camera. Apparently, I'm bald. You got a glare? Apparently, I'm bald. I didn't, I just found out there, I'm bald and I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't, is there a glare? Should I think you want me to take it off? Well, I mean, how's that? You might as well wear it. Your wife was mad because you bought it. Oh, I got in so much trouble for this hat. <laughs> oh, I got in so much trouble for this XFL hat. By the way, XFL, Dallas Renegades. Woo! Let's go, Renegades. Beat those battle hawks in St. Louis. Oh, that's the only team I remember. All right. Is that better? I think that's better. Let's talk about the top five reasons the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl as opposed to the f- top five reasons why the Cowboys are not going to win the Super Bowl. How do you feel okay. about that? Let's do it. Do I have that? Oh, shit. Somehow. Oh, there it is. I got it. Yeah. So, it's been a while since the season ended in 2018. <coughs> and I'm going to have to take a drink because i got a frog in my throat. I got a couple of toads out there. Did you swallow one of them? <laughs> Holy crap. I think I swallowed a fly while I was outside pissing. Hang on. I will be right back after these gulps. Did you? You're supposed to vamp. Did you happen to check the temperature on the smoker out there? I mean, we are going to have to eat that meat this weekend. It said 69 degrees. Is that good? 69. Uh, That's probably not good. because I always default to 69. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what that means. Okay. So there's a lot of optimism going into this year for the Cowboys, especially after week one that we discussed earlier. Uh, So we're going to discuss, per The Athletic, the five reasons Cowboys can make a Super Bowl run and then the five reasons why they can't. So the number one reason why the Cowboys can make a Super Bowl run, according to The Athletic, is there isn't a significant weak spot on the roster. We know that Zeke Elliott's back, so running back is strong. Um, they've entered the offseason this year with a question mark at safety, but I feel like after the offseason, after camp, and especially after week one, that has been erased. Xavier Woods, Donovan Wilson, dude, we've got – you know what, I'll even throw in uh, Jeff Heath, our buddy Jeff Heath. Great dude. There's no Love issues it. at safety – um, they're going to lose Byron Jones at quarter, at quarter, at corner, corner. Um, but the, the, the defensive backfield for this team is strong. They're loaded. Um, they're loaded at cornerback, linebacker, defensive line. Uh, Dak Prescott had his best off season. So you think we're going to lose Byron Jones? Yeah. Uh, he'll be the odd man out after, after all these year? people are signed. Yeah. That's my guess. We need to talk to fish about that. Uh, Cause I don't think. <clears throat> but that's our deepest position. That's their deepest position by far. So I don't think it, it'll be a big deal. I think safety is the deepest position we have. I don't want to lose. And Byron you lose Byron. Byron. He's a senator, man. I mean, he's no. I don't want to lose him either. He's probably one of the best guys on the in the locker room, and people look to him. He's probably one of the greatest athletes in the locker room. He's badass. And oh yeah, how are they making a comeback? That's the same score they just had. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you on the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the, the roster is deep. Gallup, 
has been poised even in the offseason and camp to make a run at, at challenging Cooper for the number one receiver spot. He had a great game today. He was seven to seven. He is not going to challenge. Oh, Cooper dude, for the yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's yeah. not. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's what he told me. You are smoking. <coughs> Wish. Uh, we got Randall Cobb. We replaced Cole Beasley with Randall Cobb. I believe that is an upgrade, especially after Week One. Correct. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm not a shit talker, and I don't like listening to it. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you with that. No. Uh, Jason Witten's back. He looked, especially after today, he looks poised to to carry on where he left off. Travis Frederick's back. Connor Williams is going to be a badass. So, yes, there's not a significant weak spot on this roster. The number two reason why the Dallas Cowboys will contend for a Tony Super Bowl. Pollard. You forgot Tony Pollard. <clears throat> Tony Pollard's fine. We all know Tony Pollard's going to be. He's going to be. Dude, we all know his name's not Troy. Great situational running back. Dude, he's going to be good relief for Zeke. He was a good relief for Zeke today. Even, um, even though he didn't have great stats, I believe they, they start folding him in a little bit more and start doing a little bit more with him, and I think it's going to be really, really good. Really big show. Really, really big show. Wait, we have that. Wait, hang Do on. You? Hang on. Uh, really big show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a big show. A, a really big, big show. show. That, really big hey, show. Hey, 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 just so you know, just so you know, that is from – the episode we had Elvis on for the first time. We? No, I, where we said he, where he. Where, where he We had, slurred where he, and it sounded like we. Shut up. That's I thought you were like he, one of the producers for the Ed Sullivan show there at CBS. A really big show. Really big show. Really big show. Where he had None of our listeners Elvis know on. who that is. I don't care. It's Ed Sullivan. Most of our listeners might not even know who Elvis is. Well, then they need to GTS. Google that shit. Oh, okay. I was sorry. I was I was confused. Uh, number two, and we saw some evidence of this tonight. The Dallas offense should be more unpredictable with Kellen Moore, and we saw that tonight, right? We saw some shifts. We saw some absolute movement. We saw some. Oh, I have to go back to that page. That's why this is going to be confusing. Yes. Yeah, see, just don't worry about it. We're we're fine. We're fine. Now you're confused and you're wasting time. I got it. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm vamping. So to, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This might not be as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> no, it's not. It'd be a whole lot God better if it. it was on the screen. So we'll put it all we'll put it all on one page, okay? I'll fix it. I'll make it better. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> so the offense will be more unpredictable. It'd be uh, a whole lot funner if everybody that ever listened to this saw the end of the last episode. So I this is that. my new favorite drop. Call me. And it's was spurred from the last episode, episode 27, when Lance and I were 17 million miles apart. He was on the moon. I was on the earth in Texas, and we had to do a split show. Uh, and I'm trying to communicate with him at the end of the show as the close is playing. And I'm looking at him on the screen, and I'm going, I'm doing this. I'm, like, trying to get it, like, call me after the show's over. I thought he'd catch it. Well, he caught it all right, and he had a few beers and and – Decided to make fun of me, and he said, "Call me." He said, "Absolutely." Oh no, he no, said, I, "What did he say?" I said that a couple times. He said, "Call me." And it was so I decided to make it a drop, and it's my favorite drop ever. Uh, so yes, Cowboys choking offense will be more unpredictable. We saw evidence of that tonight mm-hmm. against the G Men. Um, they looked really good. They looked really comfortable too. Uh, the number three reason why the Cowboys can contend for a Super Bowl spot, the Cowboys have an experienced group. 
Um, and that is true. We have Leighton Vander Esch at 23. Jalen Smith is the age 24. Uh, but they both have a full season of experience playing against uh, or with each other. I don't know that I realized that, that Leighton and Jalen were that close in age. I don't I mean 23 and 24. Well, they're drafted, what, one year apart? <clears throat> Two years apart. Two years apart. Um, so yeah, J- how is that possible? Well, Jalen came out. Is he an alien? So defeated by my questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Connor Williams and Michael Gallup that are Such 22 and 23. Man. Prescott just turned 26. Connor Williams is a beast at 22. Dude, Michael so Gallup bad. at 23. I just said Prescott that. just turned 26. I literally – is there an echo? <laughs> I literally just said that. That's what makes the show funny. <laughs> How old is Amari Cooper? Because I don't listen to you. I just keep going. How old is Amari Cooper? Let's go there. Amari uh, Cooper's 25. And how many and, seasons? Uh, fifth season, Zeke Elliott, 24. Right. Entering his fourth season. Witten. And then Witten is 37. Sean he's, Lee. He's the old man with the walker. Sean <laughs> Lee is 33 with the broken hamstrings. Uh <laughs> We got Cobb at 29. He'll have a busted hamstring before the year. No, over. shut up. Uh, Tyrone Crawford is 29. He, if he can stay out of trouble, uh, Tyron Smith with his broken ass back at 28. Zach Martin with his broken ass back at 28. We got Travis Frederick, the genius Travis Frederick at 28. Fuck and Demarcus me. Lawrence, the tank. How old is he? At 27. Really? Are they all 27? You could buy me a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dude. I give up. Uh, Yeah, so it's a young team, uh, but they're young but experienced. So that that, that bodes well for the Cowboys. The number four reason why they can make a Super Bowl run, uh, they're relatively healthy entering the season. Um, Byron Jones, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper, Tyron Smith. They miss most of training camp, but they're all expected to be well for the season, and they are. Um, they all played well against the Giants. Uh, Byron Jones went out uh, mid, about midway through the game. We were told it was not serious and that it was a precaution, but I have my doubts about that. Out of everybody, he's the one that I worry the most about. Zach Martin came out as well early as a precaution. Um so, yes, health is going to be a factor. Number five, uh, the one thing that has kept the defense from being elite in previous years has looked like a strength during training camp and the preseason. Um, it's not a secret the Cowboys have been one of the league's worst teams over the last several years when it comes to intercepting passes, especially from the defensive backs. The article says, we saw much more production in that area during training camp, practices, and especially from Xavier Woods. It carried into the preseason. The Cowboys intercepted eight passes in those four games, tops among all NFL teams. Xavier Wilson led all players with three picks. The Cowboys intercepted only nine passes in 16 games last season, tied for 26 in the league. Um, the defense played well tonight. Uh, we have picks tonight? I'm trying to remember. Anybody pick off a pass? I don't think we had a pick. We, we I saw a couple of forced fumbles. Um and I saw the defensive backs literally all over everybody um, tonight against the Giants. But, dude, so I'm the, not worried at all about this defense. The five reasons that we won't win the Super Bowl is that Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett. 
Jerry Jones is not a reason we won't win the Super Bowl. Unless he's going to suit up and play linebacker. Um, no, Lance, you've got the article. You want to go over the top five reasons why a Super Bowl run won't happen? No, because I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I'm going to let you do that. So I get to be the upper and the downer? Yep. Oh, God. So, number one. Blue and the green. Number one, why the Cowboys won't have a Super Bowl run. Recent history has not been on their side. They haven't put together a consecutive playoff campaign with Jason Garrett ever as their head coach. Um, the other two years they won the division. The following season, they finished 4-12 and and 9-7. and uh, Also, the NFC East has not had a back-to-back champion for the division since the Eagles in 04. Uh, and then we can talk about the playoffs. The Cowboys haven't reached the NFC Championship game since 1995 when I was all of four years old. Right? How was I in 1995? Your, ma- your, your colony math sucks. Let's see, 95 and 71. That's not five? That's not four years now. Oh, 24. I was 24 years old. Sorry. Uh, under Garrett, the Cowboys have been competitive in each of their divisional round games. They led the Packers 21-20 20, entering the fourth quarter in 2014, but we all know how that game ended, Dean Blandino. Fuck you, by the way. Fucking Dean Blandino. Des caught it. Uh, they welcome, were- Marnie. They were tied 31-31 to with 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter against the Packers in 2016, and they were within eight. What? They were within eight for much of the fourth quarter against the Rams last season. They could, dude, if, if, if uh, I believe last year of Dak in that divisional game, if, if Dak had another series, if they had four more minutes on the clock, that would have been a Cowboys win. That's why he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers isn't even Aaron Rodgers anymore. Uh, number two, growing pains from the first-year offensive coordinator. With all of the talent and experience the Cowboys have on offense, it shouldn't seem like a significant concern, but new doesn't always mean better. Moore has impressed everyone in the organization over the last four years. Plus, the belief is that he's going to develop into an outstanding coach, but what if it takes time? Well, we'll, we'll see, but after this week, after what he did today, and... We'll see what what happens after after all that happens. That I mean, he he changed stuff up. We we saw some disguises. We didn't see the same offense we've seen for the last three or four years. So, dude, it I, looked good. It looked fresh. I think that I think he's got a he's got the right mindset. And if it if we struggle a little bit, then we struggle a little bit. But I think that we have the 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 talent and the personnel to to pull us through that. So struggling is okay. They're allowed to struggle. They're not going to win every game. Nobody's picking them to go 17, 18, and 0, right? Um, now that there's a complete game of footage on Kellen Moore's offense, I would expect defensive coordinators in the upcoming weeks to play on that. They will adjust. To prep for I mean, that and adjust. That's why they're pros. That's why they're pros. However... It's also only one week of offense for Kellen Moore. And they, I'm sure he's got more tricks in his bag than I'm what he showed tonight. I'm sure they haven't revealed all of the offense. And, and none of it in the preseason. We had this conversation about preseason, or I did with several people online, that, oh, God, it's preseason, the same freaking offense. I'm, they ran the do same Do you really think they're going to show anybody what they're doing in the nope. preseason, especially when Dak's not even playing? Nope. People don't understand how the NFL works, and it drives me crazy sometimes. 
Uh, the number three reason why the Cowboys will not contend for a Super Bowl is because of a tougher schedule. Uh, the wonderful gift that comes with winning the division is a first-place schedule the following year. The first three games all seem very winnable. We beat the Giants. We've got Washington. And then we have two. We have Giants, Washington, and the Dolphins is our first three games. If we're not 3-0, and I quit sports. We might yeah, beat yeah. the Redskins and the Dolphins by 50 each. Could be. Um, the after, next three. After what we saw from the Dolphins today. The next four, though, after that are New Orleans, Green Bay, or the next. Oh, three of the next four are against New Orleans, Green Bay, and Philadelphia. And we're going to have a shit show right here in Casa Nasso Grande, Studio 69, when the Green Bay Packers. Is Living Room Boy going to be here? Yes, and he will call you. Is kitchen. he? Yes, he will be He's here. He's coming for the game? Yes, he will be to here. To watch in the living room. Well, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, you will. No, I won't. Well, we won't. Not well, with him here. Why not? Because I got better places to be. No, you don't. <laughs> I'll be at a bar. <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I'll have barbecue cooked. We'll have. <sighs> I'll get it to go. No. I got I, your barbecue I, to go. I don't, I don't serve shit to you. You have a drive through window right there. I've seen it. Uh, the number four reason why the Cowboys will not win the Super Bowl, contract distractions. And that's kind of out the window at this point. I'm not too terribly concerned with that. Um, we have signed Elliott. Dak seems to be on the verge of signing. Um, we have Cooper still. And like I said, Byron Jones, I feel, is going to be the odd man out. I don't think he's going to resign. Lyle Collins, Malik Collins, all those dudes are going to get wrapped up. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. So, contract distractions. No, I'm not worried about uh, that. According to The Athletic, <laughs> I squash you. Yep. Uh, I do have a concern with number five. The kicking game. I have a concern about our kicking game. Brett Maher, though, tonight looked, looked flawless. Every kick was right down the middle. Every kick was perfect. Um, but... Dude, he at any minute he can go south on you. Just like any kicker in the league. Look at Chicago. Yeah, they kicked out of the playoffs last year because of their kicker. The double doink. Double doink. Doink, doink. We were watching that game. Oh, my God, that was hysterical because it wasn't our team. Um, so, Brett Maher, our season may lie with you, brother. Um, if you can't make a 43-yard field goal, which you've kind of proven you can't, you can make it farther and you can make it shorter. But for whatever reason, that 40 to 45 – that's where you miss. Don't screw it up. And the that might be where you podcast need. will come after you. That might be where we need you, man. So, anyway, those are your five reasons why the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl and the five reasons why they can't. If you've got some stuff you'd like to discuss with us, uh, please reach out to us. We're both on Twitter. I am at Andy Cartim. He is at Drunk Big Red. As a show, we are at Drunk Sports DFW. You can email us, thedrunksportspodcast.com. Um, and as always, I failed to mention this at the beginning, as I should have. As always, uh, this show has been sponsored by the Highlands Performance Golf Center uh, at uh, 972-733-4111, highlandspgc.com. They've got a good, good group of guys over there that will help you with your golf game, whether you're just beginning or you think you're ready for the tour. Mr. John Gerber over there. We'll help you get your golf game where you need it to be. They have a full pro shop. Uh, they have a uh, – the range there is open 364 days a year. They're closed mm -hmm. on Christmas. It is heated. It is covered. You can be there when it's raining. You can be there when it's cold. 
um, and they will help you out. And my favorite aspect of the, the whole set, setup over there that I've talked with Gerb about, and I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to, is the golf fitting, the, the club fitting process. Yep. Um, if you're like me, you just buy clubs off the rack, you go out, I'm going to swing clubs. Well, I'm going to suck because I suck. Uh, but apparently, they can fit clubs to you and tell you what kind of clubs you need to get. Uh, it takes about an hour, from what I understand. Uh, it's scientific. It's digital. It's kind of badass. Uh, so why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Uh, let those guys, like I said, help you get your golf game where you need it to be. Uh, we appreciate the support they give us over there. John Gerber, Chris Bussell. Uh, they've also got a golf fitness center. Not a fitness center in the sense of a weight room, a golf fitness center. Uh, if you're like me, you get tight. I'm old. I don't stretch as well as I should. I can't move like I should. And if you're out there trying to swing clubs and you don't have the flexibility, it's going to frustrate you and your instructor. Well, come on over and talk to Mr. Chris Ownby, who runs that fitness center, and he will get you stretched out for golf. He'll help you swing. He'll help you get your legs able to be where they need to be when you're swinging. It's just a good setup over there. Um, they've got a 10,000-plus square foot putting green and chipping green. Uh, they've got a little mini golf course there, the par three and par four. Uh, full event facility. You need somewhere to host your uh, your corporate event, wedding, uh, bar mitzvah. Uh, maybe you need to host. Maybe you need to, you know what? I never thought of this before. Maybe you need to host somewhere private because uh, you've got a couple of side pieces and you don't want your wife to know, um, they'll, they'll help you out. And they'll, they will do it with full discretion and your wife will never know. I have not used that personally, but I've been considering it if I could ever find a side piece. Uh, okay. So, yes, John Gerber, Mr. Chris Bussell, and Chris Ownby, the Highlands Performance Golf Center there in Carrollton, Texas. They are on Trinity Mills right, uh, let's see, in between, what is it, Midway and Marsh? Yep. 972-733-4111, highlandspgc.com. Again, we appreciate those guys. Uh, but let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you'd like to hear. Let us know what you want to talk about. Uh, we love everyone that's joined us tonight. Thank you for letting us be a part of your evening on Facebook Live. And we're going to get this thing wrapped up, and I will post it tomorrow for your listening pleasure on all the podcast uh, hosting places. We'll be on... Um, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, the coveted Radio.com app. Um, Big Red, is there anything else that you need to talk about, you want to discuss about the NFL Week 1? Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys, indeed. They already went, again, dominating the New York football giants. So we'll wrap this one up. We hope you join us next week. Are we going to be live from Studio 69 at Casa Not So Grande next week, Sunday night at 8 o'clock? Or do we have? As far as I know. All right. Well, join us. Tune in. We'll post on social media before we get there uh, and let you guys know what's happening. Big Red, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here? Once again, folks, we love you. Thank you so much. Please like and share. But, again, we're always here. If you meet those demons and you need somebody to talk to, we're here. We love you. Please call somebody, call us. I will always talk to you. We love you. Thank you. Good night. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Drunk Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more Drunk Sports Talk with Lance and Tim. They are hammered.
Until next time, here's to ya. We're all drunk. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> Call me.